Guys, before the podcast starts, we forgot to announce the winner of the Cambiaso jersey during the podcast. The three winners, uh, the Instagram winner is Marco, M-A-R-C-O-I-A-B-O-N-I on Instagram. What a name. The Twitter winner is Santo, S-R-O-S-A, Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A on Twitter. And the third winner on YouTube is Ezio Lo Contro. So guys, congratulations. Hit us up on the DMs and we'll hit you up. Uh, thank you for everyone who entered. Enjoy the podcast. Subscribe and like it. I woke up with a stiff neck this morning. I'm still... Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I think it's the stress. Too much stress. Why don't we start with Peter and a stiff neck? Go ahead. My stiff neck. Right. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Seria Audio Experience with IFTV. Another eventful weekend in the Serie We had Antonio. This was your weekend. All everybody said to us was, uh, you're going to be smiling, Peter. Unfortunately for you, this was the week where a, f- a, few, a couple weeks ago, we have this clip going around where Antonio made a joke or what the rest of the podcast perceived as a joke, I should say. More than a joke. I was cracking up. <laughs> Antonio said... AC Milan is going to go above Inter. And we all laughed at him. And this week, it happened. Inter lost to Cagliari. Milan won against Sassuolo. Milan go into third place for the first time in over two and a half years. How do you feel, Antonio? Listen, you guys can joke as much as you want. The reality is, I was not joking, okay? When I speak, I speak with a smile. But uh, there's a lot of digging over there. The only thing I feel sorry, I feel sorry about my friend Peter because, you know, he's a nice guy and I don't want him to be suffering over this stuff here because not, he, he, this morning, for example, just said that he just said it to me that he woke up with a stiff neck because thinking about it all night, <laughs> he just had a, a little problem. He fell asleep on the wrong side of the bed. So, uh, tossing and turning, wrong please. side of the, of the, 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 the table. table. Oh, the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, don't worry. You're going to catch up again. Don't worry. Oh, now I'm going to catch up. I yeah, don't we're understand. Gonna, we're going to make you believe you're going to catch up. But are you messing around now or are you just telling the truth? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go to San Siro. You know, there was a near bet today because uh, we, we were with Ludo also today. Uh, Ludovico, there was, so terrible for him. There, was, just, there was a near bet. Antonio was, was already going to bet a oh dinner God. at Patricia's. Oh God! If Perfect. if Milan jumps Napoli, Listen. he said Milan's gonna jump Napoli. He said he said it too when we recorded him yesterday. He said we're gonna jump. Then Napoli. he took it away. He said, "Oh, after the derby, we'll find out." Okay. So I don't know if you you hundred percent tr- truthfully believe in Milan. Oh. I don't know. I'll tell you why. He said maybe Juventus too. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I bought some extra few, few extra boxes of Kleenex for you. So when you go oh, to the stadium you. over there, you just wipe your tears, okay? <laughs> All right. Peter, tell them where you're going to be oh, next yeah. week. I'm going to be, for, oh, two weeks. two weeks. Well, I'll be in uh, Italy for the Derby, Milan Inter. You got tickets. I got tickets. We had, oh, it was a struggle, oh. but we got them. That's good, successfully. He's going to be, yeah. he's going to be sent so some, some be over there. from the stadium for sure. Antonio, you, why don't you go with uh, Peter? Come uh, visit I me. I wish I could go. I have to leave just four days later. I cannot. Uh, you're going to be in Italy too? Yeah. My leave a little bit earlier. Day. I can't. Go by yourself for a little bit. Get away. You're going with a few AC Milan fans, right? I am. Oh my god, that's Who's okay. Going with you, who's going? A bunch of people. Alessio, oh, Miro, boy. and Ludo's actually gonna be there too. Oh, Me, the, Ludo and I, we're gonna both be there. So, oh yeah. You're if anybody's in Milan, come and say hello to Ludo and I. You're gonna Ludo be wearing the Inter shirt. Nah, I won't wear the Inter shirt. Why not? He doesn't want to get <laughs> robbed outside the stadium. It's it's a Milan home game. I'm not gonna wear the Don't Inter shirt. I'll make a phone call for you. Yeah. <laughs> What a nice guy he is. But I'll celebrate when we score. Oh. He didn't say 
win. Wait, wait. He said score. Guys, are we doing a bet for this one or we don't believe in our team? So I'll bet you want. Oh boy. I have to. Okay, let's make it interesting, but. Okay, I like and interesting. Antonio, don't get screwed on this. Don't say if you tie, tie or lose. lose. Just win or lose. I started winning or lose. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay, you're going to win, right? If I win, okay. I got to wear, what I got to wear? Milan jersey? Yeah. And, you're gonna and win. then I'm in Milan, so I got to like scream Forza Milan in front of... Uh, yeah, yeah, we want to get you back Gattibaldi. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one piece. You're going to drink my espresso with the AC Milan car. Okay, that's fine. And you're going to say Milan forever. <laughs> Milan forever <laughs> till at the end. Yeah, okay. For one day, for one day, the day of the day. Till the end. <laughs> you the don't mind your own business. The bet is between me and him. Gaetano, you want to jump in on the bet or not? Then we talk about your your team. Okay. What's the reverse? Same thing? No, the reverse is like it's not gonna happen. The reverse. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The re- hold get, on. Okay. I got my part. Yeah. Now we gotta agree. Oh boy. So the reverse is you have to wear the Inter jersey. I'll let you wear the Cassano one, no yeah. problem. I think he enjoys wearing. But he also has to hang for a week. I'll give you a week. You don't have to do it till the end. You have to hang an Inter flag outside your house. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like it. I'll provide. I'll provide the flag. I'll provide the flag. We'll provide it for you. Trust me. That's good. I just I can give a kiss to Vandanara too as a punishment. Hey, if you find her, you can give a kiss oh, to her. God. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. Okay. Deal? Alright, deal. But wait, wait. <laughs> I'm happy to make this deal. You're gonna lose anyway. And if tie, nothing happens. Nothing happens. That's I'm it. Sorry. Okay. Um, that's, that's gonna be what a way! What a way to start the podcast. By the way, let, let's just get your opinion because he's talking about Milan jumping above to second place. What's your media? Oh, reaction? that that will never happen. Hmm. <laughs> you got no chance. You, said about you got no chance for that. You'd say that guy down on eight points. Why did I say? You didn't think uh, Milan was gonna top Inter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not over yet. Yeah, it's, exactly. You know, uh, I know, but even the thought about even coming close, we didn't think then, it was gonna. And happen. then Antonio went on to say that Inter was gonna finish. But the we didn't, I didn't make any bad. No, 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 I know, I know. That was just my it. opinion. But no, this no, one, this one, it will never happen. Wait, I'm, I'm, I want to know because you also mentioned in in the video yesterday. You said. Milan's going to finish above Napoli. You said they could finish above Napoli. And then you said Inter's going to finish below Torino, Sampdoria, Roma. Roma. No, uh, you know, exaggerated. Because of this guy here, they're going to finish under Roma. Okay? That's an interesting okay. one. This too. is the guy. This is the death of Inter. This guy here. It's a Spalletti uh, face for the people listening on audio. Okay, good, good call, Mike. All right, Pete. <laughs> Just say Peter. something to him. Say something. <laughs> It's like you're looking in the mirror right here. <laughs> I got another. Did you, you know? I was. I sent them the message. I didn't send it to you guys. Someone posted in my Instagram that uh, he was playing FIFA, and I look like Paletta. Paletta. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He used yeah. to play for a Yeah. So it was funny. Can I shout the guy out? Let's see. Yeah, do it's it. Fine. Do it. Go right, for it. Find it. No, but right here. It, it, we, we made that. Did you guys like the, the Enzo, pictures that we made for you? Enzo Minicucci, his name is. He goes, I was playing FIFA and realized Paletta looks a lot like you. <laughs> oh, boy. It really is. It's funny because said, anyone who's bald and has a beard looks so much like It's the you. generic look. I was driving the other day and I thought I saw you. I swear to God, I almost stopped. <laughs> but to get on topic to what Antonio was saying, because, Peter, we watched the game here, Cagliari against Inter, where Cagliari won 2-1. And it could have been more if they converted their oh penalty kick. God. And I could feel the sense from you where, like I said, we were all laughing at Antonio for these these takes. And I think at the beginning of the season, Antonio was never on the Spalletti train. And we all were. We thought that Spalletti handled the team well. We said that we gave him credit for the Champions League. Right now, where it stands, has your stance with Spalletti changed since the beginning of the season? Listen, a lot has been going on this year. 
So when you lose the locker room, I, I the thing is when at first I blame Spalletti more so than right now. Right now, I've realized that there's a lot more going on in that locker room. Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors that we still don't know the truth. Mm -hmm. So I feel Spalletti, when the the whole Icardi thing didn't come out, I was like, this guy, what is, he lost the locker room. But now it's a matter of the players not gelling, the players having arguments or whatever. So I feel that it's a little bit less his fault than, no, hear me out, less his fault than what the players Perceived. are. Listen, yeah. if you have Icardi in right now, because I think when we had the discussion if Milan's going to jump Inter, right? If if uh, I remember correctly, Icardi was still there. Yeah, okay, Icardi no, yeah, was yeah, still yeah, there. So I feel three. with Icardi there, Inter does not get uh, taken over by by Milan. That's one because Inter could play terribly. I think he agrees. Icardi gets the ball, he scores, game over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's what he knows. It's not. It's not, it's not his fault. It's not him for Icardi. There's a lot more. That, that I agree. Know. I agree with uh, with Pete. I think that uh, you know I could never imagine what's happening to Inter. Uh, uh, if you would tell me that this was going to happen, that Icardi was going to lose the 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 captain, I mean that's never happened before. I don't remember ever happened before. You know, in the middle of the season, you take the handbag away from somebody. So there are a lot of things going on in that locker room. Uh, I thought that uh, by Marotta coming to Inter, maybe he could put some um, order in that club, but maybe he needs more time. Maybe he needs uh, the uh, the beginning of next season. But I disagree with Pete where he says that Spalletti. I mean, Spalletti is the general, and you got to be able to, uh, you know, your soldiers, you got to be able to manage them. And I think right now uh, it seems to me there's a, uh, there's an anarchy in, in that uh, in that locker room. Mm -hmm. Here's my take, okay? This club over here, been, uh, you know, uh, the history and all the stuff and the money that I spend and all the, the, the you know, this Marotta coming over, uh, we are looking to build a big franchise, the, the, the usual, you know, the, the, the old, the, like the very good days and all the stuff. This looks like a daycare. That place looks like a daycare. This guy here makes a little, a little, he says a little tantrum and then the guy goes back and he says, okay, you no longer, give me that toy, no more uh, Captain uh, Ben. <laughs> okay. Interesting makes, analogy. It is. Listen to me, this is like a daycare. Yeah. He makes another mistake, they sit him down. Okay. His wife said, oh no, don't sit him down. And they keep punishing the guy here. So this is play, this is a place, I'm telling you, in a total disarray. Okay. All the media is paying attention. Nothing is happening behind closed door because everything is coming out. Cassano goes, wait. Cassano goes on primetime TV, on Kitiketake, Tiketoke, whatever it is. Oh, and he tells his wife, he tells his wife as it is. Cassano is talking to a lot of people over there. Don't tell me that Cassano doesn't know a lot of the interplayer. And he tells Mandanara, hey, by the way, you want to fix things? Tell your brother or your husband over there. Tell your husband to go down there. He said, hey, I'm sorry. This is, I made a mistake. You know, shake hands, move shake on. hands, you know, and that's it. That's that's the end of the story. But the main problem is this guy here is not capable. No, he's not capable because he's the one in charge, right? On the locker room, he's in charge. He's been given 15, 18 players. You have to just get everybody over there, sit them down and say, hey, guys, this is the law and this is the line. Okay, you cross this line, you're done. But Antonio, I don't think Spalletti really had any problem with Icardi. Because that hasn't been uh, uncovered or hasn't been even talked about. 
Who has the problem with the Icardi? Problem, because he was starting Icardi all the time. He but would never the, take out Icardi. Why did you put the, why the did reason, you? The one reason that people say is that it was over the salary and over the new contract. Another reason was because the players got into fights. It's not Spalletti and Icardi or else something else would have came when out. When you put Ranocchia two times on the... Oh, on that's the, not Let the, me tell you something. When you put in Ranocchia two times, okay? Playing next to him, next to Icardi. It was at the end of the game. He tells Icardi, you're not good enough. No, no come on. This that was at the, the end message. of the game. Mourinho, Mourinho used to do the same thing with Samuel. He You're put your point good Mourinho, Mourinho put Samuel and he scored for Sienna in the last dying minutes because he didn't have a strike on the bench. Inter doesn't have another strike on the bench. They had Lautaro Martinez. So when Lautaro's in and Icardi's in, you don't have another attacking player. The, Who are you going to put up there, Candreva? He's a world-class player. I'm not saying otherwise, but I'm not... Are you yeah, putting Ranocchia inside next to Icardi? He's telling you, hey, lately, you've been sucking. No. I have to put a defender trying to help so, you out. Ranocchia wasn't playing in the, from the first minute. He's playing in maybe the last but 10 minutes. Inter in the last five minutes of the match. Let me, let me hit you guys with a stat. Right. Inter have one more loss this season than they do of all last year mm. with only... Still a lot of games to play. Mm. So they're losing a lot more than they were last year. And I think, like like Peter said, there's a few sides, uh, a few perspectives to this. Spalletti has always stood up. He said, guys, with, with uh, Icardi, you handle it. Play his contract, blah, blah, blah. I, th- I just think that, like we've said before, this could have been handled. This is handled in June, in May, June, July, August, before the season starts. You say, listen, we're going to renew you now. Yes, no. Or we say, we're going to talk about it in June, blah, blah. You put it off the table. And then some other stuff came out. But either way, Inter, they need to perform and, yeah. and they need to be united. Whatever happened, bygone, let bygones be bygones. And we say, we need to get Champions League. They want to get third place. Even if you get fourth place, it's not that big of a deal. We what, Whatever we need to do to get fourth place, we need to do to get fourth yeah. place. Because at the moment, yes, Roma did not win. So they didn't jump them. But there was a risk that they would have jumped them at least in terms of goal difference. Mm-hmm. So, wait, I don't second, know what happened, second. but Inter need to do something. One second, Mike, let me see. Maybe you and I, we can rationalize a little bit. <laughs> I like, I like Marotta, how you guys are matching with see, the shirts, Mike, by why, the way. You, know, the you shirts. look like father and son. Mike, listen to this. When Marotta comes inside, comes on board, mm-hmm. this is my, my, my question to you. Yeah. When Marotta mm-hmm. comes on board, okay, mm-hmm. and he's starting to tell everybody, I said, hey, listen, this guy here, Riccardi, he's, uh, he's taking too much of a lead in uh, demanding money for his performance. So what he does... He says he goes down to the to the to the locker room and tells Paletti, just take down his band for now, and then we'll sit him down, and then maybe we'll see if the price goes down, maybe we'll see if his wife is going to shut up. Okay. But what if there's a lot of stuff which we Doesn't still work don't know? Way. We don't even know like what we happened. Only, we only know like five percent of what happened. Right, you, you know right, how much right. stuff behind yeah, closed doors, uh, and it was just coming out now. We uh, sure. What is the coincidence? Marotta comes on board that this guy yet doesn't get the Antonio. Inter will have already paid. Listen, if the Chinese were in charge only, Chinese have already paid uh, Icardi. We spoke to people that know what's going on, and they said it was not about the contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are a lot of the things they said that we don't know. Okay, and so I'm that, sure Marotta's yeah. there for the good. The only, right. I understand so what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, need, but I think uh, that there's a bigger picture that we don't right, understand. Right, yeah, right, right, right. So definitely. Anyway, Inter lost to Cagliari. Um, Cagliari played a great game. Let's give credit to Cagliari. Pavoletti's goal was phenomenal. They also had a penalty kick, which which Barella didn't convert. Uh, they took the lead, then they went back, and they, they came back in this match. Uh, and I give Cagliari a lot of credit. At home, Cagliari has been a different beast. 
I don't remember the stat off my head, but I know that they were one of the few teams to not lose at home until a certain point. I believe against Napoli, maybe it was the first time they lost at home. So Cagliari is a very strong team. Like you were saying before the game, Maran, you think that Maran is a, a, an underrated coach? He's an underrated coach. I think everywhere he's, he's went, he's really been able to uh, fix the team and let them play. The only hard uh, times he had was with Atalanta, but even there he started off pretty uh, good. So, I mean, he's an underrated coach. Cagliari, like you said, at home, plays a whole different style of football. They have some interesting players. Barella, I'm in love with the work rate that he puts in. Even though he missed the penalty, he's a he's a, a player for the future, the national team, player. and maybe uh, one of the big Serie A teams. Pavoletti, he's a goal scorer, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it showed it showed yeah it showed what Cernos, he can do. Uh, the center back is a real uh, captain in the back. Cernos. Oh yeah, Cernos, well yeah. he's he's got experience. He's, he's, he's got experience. So experience and he's such a their fans their fans push them on so yeah. much. Yeah, he has got something special. So but happy but for them. Inter they they did not look like they were ready for this game. They looked very sluggish. They had the second half. They had maybe a couple more chances, but not what you're supposed then, to do. What do you think, the, the, you think about Lautaro? Game? I think Lautaro Lautaro scored his goal. He scored his goal. He had a spark. He 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 took another shot. Got it deflected. Hit off the post. So I mean, he's an active player. I like I say. I say it over and over again. Um, I love his movement in the box. He, I think he's he is close to uh, Sergio Aguero as far as his movement is com- concerned. He still needs a lot more to become that product. But if you see him, his style that he plays, mm-hmm. he's a very active striker. He's a similar size as Aguero and stocky. Mm-hmm. So he gets up, gets up, yeah, and he goes. You know what I'm saying? So that was important to see. Nangolan actually played a, a good game, even though he wasn't able to give the extra uh, push for, for Inter. But then everywhere else just looks sluggish. I mean, this is the past five years that Inter does not have a solid left back, right back. You know, someone that can put in a cross and, and, and go up and down. Instead, we have players that... Yes, they put in the hard work, but they're not at the Candreva. caliber that you need. Candreva. You know, Candreva too is and uh, even in the midfield, some you know something is not clicking. But it's just upsetting to say the least. Because versus Fiorentina, up until the the three one, we were we had a good game. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, this whole uh, collapse and it fell apart. So. One, mm. It gets to your head sometimes. One name, just a transition that we didn't speak about was uh, Cranio for oh, Cagliari. Yeah. 24-year-old goalkeeper. I know on the goal, it was unfortunate how he conceded. It was one mistake, but I thought he had a phenomenal match. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was making he saves Alana, left yeah. and right. And the immediate thought to me is, after seeing what happened in the derby with Roma, I would love this guy to go to Roma. Oh, I yeah. think it would be a perfect transition for him. He's young. He's Italian. Olsen is not cutting it at Roma. Nah. I mean, the, the second goal, the That's third goal, joke. I'm sorry. Uh, that Cataldi shot. I mean, and we've seen Olsen consistently make mistakes. Yeah. If I was Roma, I would go for for this kid for Cranio. I think it would make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you, have you have you noticed Cranio at all? Uh, just from a couple of games, is uh, is an interesting uh, player. I think that should be uh, yeah, he should go to a to a big team. I think it would be a perfect one. Let's talk about the derby, the derby della capitale. Um, to say the least, Lazio and Roma have both been having up and down seasons. Roma in the Champions League, we know they won against Porto. They have this return leg where there's optimism that they could hopefully get to the next round and grind out the win. But in the Serie A, at least things have not been going well. The same can be said about Lazio. Who Lazio under Inzaghi, you know, even the newspapers are starting to come out. They're saying that Inzaghi's questioned a little bit. 
And this was a very important game. We know for both Roma and Lazio fans, this match is almost as important as uh, where you finish in the league table because there's so much passion and pride and bragging rights on display. And before the game started, actually, uh, Ciro Immobile was ruled out and Manolas was also ruled out. So two huge... Um why are you laughing? <laughs> Two huge <laughs> players for each team. Uh, and well, yeah. Minor loss was a bigger loss for, for Roma <laughs> than, um, than, than Immobile. Because uh, Fazio had a terrible game. Oh, Exposed my God. Without... Oh, my God. He was, you, he was beaten left and right. Like nothing. And uh, like you said on the third goal... Uh, Olsen at both ends on the ball. Wow. I mean, if you get both ends on the ball, that ball's got to go out. Yeah. It can't go inside the net. Unless you shot it with a cannon or something. I'm no, but, no, but I, I think I agree with you, and I think that Roma, um, I never expected a 3-0 win for Lazio. I thought it was going to be a tight tie. Never expected that. Saicedo did amazing on, on the first goal for, for Lazio. Yeah. It was a fantastic goal, and I think Lazio kept that pressure up. They knew that they needed this win for their fans. And they got the win, and it's this huge, huge win. And another, another one where the, the question marks, I think, about Di Francesco and about Roma, they start to come out. And, um, uh, but for the Lazio side, I just wanted to give some, some respect to them. And Acerbi, who I think Acerbi, the, guy, the man is a fighter, and the man can defend. This yeah. Lazio defense was not letting anything go through. And Acerbi was the leader of that team. And I think that huge signing from Lazio to get Acerbi, great signing, and he's been phenomenal. Acerbi, I love him. I love how he I think he Acerbi only missed like one Serie A matching because he was suspended uh, for Lazio. He played so many minutes, and he's been such like a captain, a voice in the back for them. He's been playing amazing. Yeah, he's been and, a huge and even for the Coppa Italia, he shut down Piontek mm -hmm. versus Milan. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... Since losing the ride, too, he's a great replacement. Yeah, he's been a great replacement. Sure. Left, and yeah. Lazio, you know, I think they're very well balanced. Lucas Leva, the, in the midfield really That's gets it. all That's the loose balls there we go you know, you know who yeah. impressed me in the last two games uh, this kid Correa yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he's good he's oh quick. my god and very uh, good with this the guy he's got skills yeah. and speed too. he's got yeah. speed oh he burned Fazio you could be Fazio and Command of the ball, control, yeah. speed, uh, vision. And, he's got everything. And even Caicedo, I mean, he didn't really uh, make yeah. uh, Lazio miss Immobile. Good, good the job guy. on the first goal. Yeah. Nice, nice Unbelievable. job. Unbelievable. And he, he reminds me, he's like the physical presence of, of Zapata. So it would be interesting to see if he gets more of a starting role, if it's with Lazio or somewhere else. A strong presence, he, yes. he, can, he can definitely score goals. And uh, Immobile scored. He scored a penalty kick. He's having a baby, so congratulations to uh, Immobile right. um, and his wife. Uh, so, huge win for them, and I think that Di Francesco's job continues to get uh, reconsidered. I think as a Roma fan, this is the worst kind of burn that you can have, oh, is yeah. to lose 3-0 to Lazio, a match that you can't expect. And I saw the reaction on social media was, let's get Di Francesco out at all costs. They think that the Champions League does not save his job. One question real quick, do you think that the, the Champions League can save Di Francesco's job, or do you think... Yeah, I think 100%. If he and makes top four, I think he'll be good. They'll wait to the end of the season to make a decision like that. We have two more months. I meant qualifying for the next round of the Champions League. Why oh, would they suck okay. Francesco now? Yeah, yeah. I think it will. Uh, yeah, if he wins against Porto, he will stay. But it's not the Francesco's fault. The The problem comes from the top. You keep selling the best players mm. and, and you keep getting out. You know, you sold the goalkeeper for 75, 80 million uh, euros. And then you got Olsen. Uh, 
You know, that, that's the philosophy <laughs> of Roma. Oh, you know, man. you want to sell somebody, Nain Golan, you want to sell everybody 35, 40 millions, and you want to buy players that cost 4 million, 4 million. That, and that, and that's, you can't uh, use a coach as a scapegoat there. Right. Yeah. And uh, that, I agree. I like that. But also yeah. this, well, now Roma just got the, the, the deal done, right, for the stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. maybe we're going to see a change of philosophy. Because now, once in what term, spending more money for the for oh, the team? of course, because with the stadium, especially the American owner, he's gonna know how to bring in money. So you, with steam, stadium, you get retail space, you're getting naming rights, you're get, getting fans coming into the game. So there's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of shopping. money. There's a lot of money to be made. Mm. So if Roma gets the stadium, I really think that whoever's the owner is going to spend some money, invest, because now that's the next step. Once, yep. you, once you're able to make money, the next step is to, for glory. You know, the next step is to compete in the league, compete in Champions League, and, and try to but win something. You, don't you think that you also need to start building for that right now because oh. these are crucial years? Oh, to be similar to, to Juve, too, yeah. when they got their stadium, too. They started yeah. uh, becoming... the first year that they got it, they won the league. Well, well to be oh, fair... Okay. I know they have young players. They have but. young players that can play. I mean... Uh, Zaniolo, Under, yeah, Kluivert, these are all guys that that can play. So and even even too. Pellegrini, mm -hmm. Pellegrini, I think is fantastic. Florenzi is still there. The other Pellegrini that's in Cagliari right He's now. A, oh, he did you know? great. Yeah. So he these these are all guys that are are available. There's also one more kid coming up from the U team. So I mean. Uh, he's from Napoli area. Canjano, his name is. Mm, yeah. I know him because yeah, yeah my cousin is is friends with uh, the uncle. Mm. So we gotta keep our eye on him. Yeah, he's a good player. He was already called up versus the Milan game. Unfortunately, Zaniolo got hurt. He was he was playing really? great. I, I thought he was gonna get a goal. Yeah, yeah, but he he got hurt. He picked up a a, a little injury and then Sheik again. He came in, but couldn't couldn't prove decisive. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Milan. Um, a scrappy win. And Antonio, when you came in. You, the first thing you told me was we won dirty like Juventus went dirty. Like in the sense, in the sense because dirty can be misinterpreted as I've seen. Um, dirty meaning that they didn't play great, but they got the result. Yep. And uh, it's a good sign of a good team. Mm -hmm. I will agree with you. There's uh, some controversy <coughs> I know that everyone wants us to talk about with uh, Piontek. But before that, um, good win. Sassuolo not able to convert any of their chances. Um, and Milan keep another clean sheet. So not bad for you. And who's on the on the net? Who's the 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 Donnarumma? Who's Donnarumma? What the best goalkeeper in the world? Mike. <laughs> he said one. He didn't even say the best. I'm gonna have to ask you again, Mike. So, but one of it could be one of two hundred. No, it's one. No, it's one of the first two or three. Me. Top goal of the world. Forget about Andanovic. Gaetano, okay. you looked a little. You made a little face yeah, when he said that. Okay. He's <laughs> the top three. He made a goal with his momentum going on. To, I mean, he made a goal with yeah, his I momentum. Going to the first post, the guy takes the shot on the second post. The guy stops short, boom, he puts his hands and he, and he stops the ball. That's world class. Yep. That's top of the line. There is nothing better than that. There is not, there is not goal, no goalkeeper can save things like that. Okay? And all the goals that Roma uh, uh, got today, Donnarumma will have blocked all the balls. Mm -hmm. Just Not just uh, deviate the ball, just. We'll call him with his teeth. Yeah, with his tongue. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, See. It, was, it was an important win, I think, also mentally. Because oh, yeah. it's one of those approaches where Inter, you know what's at stake. You know that getting that third spot, um, which is a huge sign, a huge signal, and it's never easy to get the job done. We know Sassuolo, sometimes they're hit or miss. You know, Sometimes Sassuolo come out and they play great, or sometimes they don't. Um, but I think that that's really the perspective. It's 
were able to get the job done when called upon. It's also a very good moment for Milan right now. Milan, everything is going right. Romagnoli's, uh, I think, always proving why he's such a fantastic defender. And I think that he's leading a line even next to Musacchio, who I don't like Musacchio much. I, I, I don't think he helps Romagnoli mm-hmm. that much. But their defense is still able to get the job done. The um, Consigli. Oh, by the way, Romagnoli was another uh, uh, player that Gatano, like uh, Gatano said before, it was in Roma. And yeah. Roma just sold it to sure. Milan. Yeah. So you just uh, had it to the list of all right. the players that Roma He was a bad one. Let go. They could have used him. Um, Consigli. There's some uh, talks about this. Consigli misses the ball with his head. He uh, he pulls on uh, Piontek. Piontek falls. Red card. What do you guys think about the call? It's a call. It's a good call. Red card is a good call. Yeah. Michael? I think it was. Um, I think Piontek knew he was beat over there, and he, he. Uh, <laughs> wait, let me finish. Let him finish. I'm, hey. not, I'm not saying anything. Let him finish. Take your hands off. Take your hands off. Take your hands off. His his reaction was very late in terms. Of, he took like three steps, and then he fell. When it looked like uh, one of the Sassuolo defender looked like he was getting the ball before he would. So do you think it was not a red card? I think he could have really stayed up if he wanted to. But uh, that's not really the question. Do I? No, I probably wouldn't. It looked like more of a die than anything to be to me. P, what do you say? I'm holding off, Antonio. So there's the new rule now for a penalty, right? Mm. So if you're the last man and the goalkeeper fouls him. It's not necessarily a penalty plus the red card. If you're inside the box. Inside the box. Outside the box. I'm just trying to go around first. (laughs) So if that's the case, right? Now, Consigli misjumps the ball. You see that he does touch him. There is a foul. You know, the slightest of touches maybe. Okay. But he still got touched. Impeded him. It's a foul. Um, Usually a red card is your last man of defense. There is the defender there. So, I mean, it's... Is it a clear goaling, goal scoring chance? <laughs> he doesn't look like he's going to reach to the ball before the Sassuolo red defender. Card? Yes, I know. So, I mean, you can give the red card at the moment's notice, but if you're going to VAR and you see that the defender might be able to go and stuff like that, he can give a yell. But hold it, whatever. Hold it. I'm <laughs> you, you already <laughs> talked. You already said yours. Oh you said it was a red god. card. That's All it. Haters. Go. We're not haters. Oh my we're god. Just, okay. So let me let, let me put some perspective into this. Okay, it is a red card if the guy had the the ball in his feet and he's trying to score a goal. It's got to be a clear chance to score a goal. The guy did not have the ball on his feet. Okay, so it's not a clear chance to score a goal, so it's not a red card. It's a foul. It's a foul. I called, you called the foul. Then what Piontek did is he got touched, he took two more steps, and then when he realized that he could not get to the ball because the defender was already there, what did he do? He threw himself on the ground. That's a yellow card on Piontek. You are wrong, all of you. I didn't. I didn't oh, give my opinion. Wait, wait, listen, I didn't give my opinion. Listen, okay, what's your opinion? That's my opinion. That's you give your, your opinion. I, I haven't done okay. that. Now, how did you give it? You gave it to the You said it. You said it was a record. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. But now okay. I'm gonna tell you why. No, but you already talked. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I think I I agree with I agree with the other members that it was it was a slightest of touch. Um, but having said that, Conceal, you screwed up. I'm not sure about the red card. Definitely a foul. And I don't really blame Piontek for falling down too much. I mean, 
There's contact on him. He's running fast. What else is he gonna do? But I don't know. I'm not sure about the red card. Stand just because, feet. Just because I don't. I don't. I don't know the red card rule enough. But maybe you don't have to give that one a red card. But either way, it doesn't matter. It's still a foul. It was so harsh. Uh, is that my turn? Yes, your turn. All right. Can I speak, Mike? Thank you. All right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Why are you looking at me for? When He's the goalkeeper, he made a huge mistake. You know, he tried to go over there, tried to be the big guy. He missed the stuff. You know the momentum of this guy here? This guy is like a bulldozer. This guy was going at 100 miles an hour. A slight touch. That's true. He throws your momentum to whack. Okay? The so, guy would have gone to the ball and then he would have scored. Them. No way. Why did it take him to fall? To the, go, to the ball and he would have it, scored. Why did it take him 20 minutes to push him off When you get touched, that's when you go down. Now yeah, you take another two, three well, steps well, 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 and then you fall down. Why? Well, if you listen, that slide of the touch, that slide no, down, no you way. go down and then you get, a, you get a simulation. I said, then you get a, a yellow card against yourself. How? That's what it would have happened. I'll tell you what, the guy didn't dive. The guy just, uh, it was no, a there was contact. balance. There was, contact. there was contact and he deserved the red card. The guy was a red card. He missed, he, he missed big time. Well, the we'll have, is, we'll have, the we'll momentum have, we'll was have. too big for Piontek not to score. We'll he had the net totally open in front of him. There's a defender right in front of him. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what the rule is. You have to have the ball on your feet and you have to have a clear chance of a goal to get a record. He did not have the ball on his feet. How the was ball, he going to do this the, if the guy stopped him? The ball was too far ahead. You look, look at the reply, please. Anyway, um, we'll have more, more about Thank you, more. Milan Sailors. I love that. <laughs> I was with you. It's got nothing to do with Milan Sailors. This is the rules. You have to apply the rules. I love this game. I live for this. I I, you know, the more you guys <laughs> hate AC Milan, the more we try. Nobody this here is, is hating AC I Milan. I love this thing But nobody's here. hating AC Milan. We're just... No, you did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can do that. I can do both. I hold it for you. Hold it for me. Oh, okay. You hold it for me. Anyway, we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have more of our talk. I, I want to give him a compliment. Thank compliment. you, Pete. Thank you, Milan. Uh -huh. Right? Even though it's a scrappy win, dirty win, how you say, that's the true rendering of a. A great team where you. you're able to win yeah. even when you're not playing yeah, 100%. well. Okay. And Sassuolo, even though they haven't been so consistent this year, they are a good team. If you see how they build up the ball, they are amazing with the ball the at Zerbi's their feet. The Zerbi, let me tell you, he can be, I'm not saying the next Sari, but yeah. a coach of a certain caliber. Like like how Giambalo went from What about jump? Sensi? What about that player? Sensi. Yeah, He's a good Sensi, player. amazing. I, I think that the only thing is that the Boateng, if they had Boateng, oh, yeah. this is a completely all, all different, different game. Game. Yeah, All different, all different player. You're no, missing somebody different. that has the spark a, to shoot. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% agree. Um, let's move on. I was trying to look. Let's talk about Atalanta Fiorentina before we go on to Napoli Juventus. I can watch that game all day. This is a game. These two teams have played together four over the past four days. They've played twice. There's been 10 goals between them. It's been great to showcase two great teams and attacking teams like Atalanta and Fiorentina, who the normal fan of football will look at this game and look away. You know, we had even Ryan over here who's a Manchester United fan. He said, Atal there was a, the day that Atalanta-Fiorentina, the Coppa Italia match, there was El Clasico, there was Tottenham-Chelsea, and there was Manchester United-Cardiff, something like that. That was the best game. 3-3, three, three, two comebacks, um, incredible drama, and just 
all out attacking football. And that's like the life of where Serie A is becoming. You got two great teams with Atalanta, uh, Papu Gomez, Chiesa, so many great players. And uh, amazing game to watch. I think it was one of the underrated ones of this week. And great job by both of those teams to put on a display, even when some of the biggest games were on. Having said that, we'll talk about this game. Atalanta, Fiorentina went up with uh, Luis Muriel, um, opened the score sheet. Atalanta came back, scored three goals. Pablo Gomez, phenomenal goal. And uh, Gasparini's men, they needed some revenge because Fiorentina came back last time. They got the revenge this time. Uh, huge win. Um, but yeah, great, great, great attacking football. And again, one last time, for all the people who don't know, this team, Atalanta, year by year, picked out, picked out, but they're still able to compete at the top. Who's the coach? Gasperini. Okay. The best very coach good. in the world. Right. No, I was, I'm very happy for them. That's what you need, Pete. You know this guy here? This guy here can just shine the shoes of Gasperini, <laughs> okay? This guy here can shine the shoes of Gasperini. This guy was at, the, at Inter Milan. He was sacked after a month or two months, and uh, they didn't buy into the philosophy Where, of... Uh, where's of, Atalanta right? Right. What, where, where are with they the right now? With the players that Atalanta sold. Yeah, come on, with the players they have. Oh, but with the players that they have, with the players that Atalanta, Atalanta sold. Atalanta. I'm not talking about the players that they sold. The players that the they have now. Atalanta. Atalanta is like not even one, one quarter of Inter. <laughs> no need. I don't know where you get your stats. Not even one fifth. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep going because we've, we've, we've talked about this. I want to talk about uh, Chiesa. It's not that far off Inter, by the way. Atalanta is not that far off Inter. Atalanta Maybe is eight players. Okay, five points, six points uh, below Inter. Uh, Atalanta's 41, Inter is 47. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so they're seven points away from Milan. Then. Six. Six, six points below you. From Inter. Only two and seven points two away you from you. Miss, uh, you mess around another couple times, <laughs> you're going to see Gasparini jumping on top of you. Um, let's talk about Federico Chiesa, because uh, Michael and I got into a big argument during uh, during the first match, Atalanta-Fiorentina. All Michael keeps saying is that Chiesa's not as good as we say he mm -hmm. is, and I completely disagree i probably couldn't disagree with anything more and i know antonio you're on the side because i already heard what you were saying I'll hear what um, and it's so good so. to have a little debate mm -hmm. i think that chiesa is one of the only italians right now that's not scared that has a skill and is not scared to take on his man and i think that he's been put in a leadership position at this fiorentina wearing the captain's armband and it's great that and we should support him and if somebody overhypes him that's not Chiesa's fault if he's overhyped or if they value him at 60 million or 70 million mm -hmm. you can't hold that on his back you could say maybe he's not worth that but i don't think there's anything to show that he's been an inconsistent player who was who was the player was it jovinko i think jovinko said if his name was jovinho you know his more? value would have went through the roof so i mean just because he's an italian player but you know, right away we're like, oh, he's not worth 60 minutes. The kid can play. The kid is fast. The kid plays 90 minutes running up and down. He gives everything for Fiorentina, and he's got skill. He's been into certain games where he d does some things at a young age. Remember, he's not, you know, 22, 20, 20, I, maybe even less. 22, maybe even less. But the point is, he is – a cal good caliber player. He's 21. Yeah. And he only just turned 21. Yeah. So, I mean, I find him one of the better teams. What it, what would be interesting is if he's able to move closer to the net. Because I feel if he moves closer to the net, he scores more goals. For he sure. He sets up a lot, though. For sure. No, because he's that much of a talented player. Like, you see certain things that he does. He's able to get the ball, and he's quick. Yeah. Like, he's, he's stands still, Explosive. and boom, makes the run, cuts it in, and he's smart. He makes this, the right passes. I, 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 Here's I, the problem, Mike. Yeah, go. And then, then you pick up on yeah. what I have to say. Okay. I think his momentum starts too far from the, from the goalkeeper. Okay? Well, that's based so, on the positioning. This is the fault of the coach. Yeah. Okay? So why a you holding player, over a player of that caliber, okay, let's say, let's, let's pretend that you're right, okay? 
I don't see Chiesa having these skills as a, it's not a killer. Chiesa is not a killer. It's somebody that works very hard. I applaud his effort and all the stuff, but he doesn't have the killer instinct. But he's a winger. Maybe because it's the coach's fault on how he uses Chiesa. Chiesa should be playing from, uh, you know, inside, not inside of the box all the time, but not not on the midfield and uh, starting his, his action from, uh, from uh, you know, his, uh, his goalkeeping side. He, but even there, he plays good. Too much. He, he, he works too hard. It depends. He works yeah, too hard. His momentum should be Antonio, from it depends. the three-quarter all yeah, the way to the But you court. cannot say that it's the player's fault. It's the coach's fault, one. It's the coach's fault. And besides being the coach's fault, he's a winger through and through, but he can move up, and I think he would do good. Gareth Bale started as a left back. He did not score as many goals until he was moved as a left winger closer to the goal, more attacking, and he's, be he's become this great player. I mean... It was someone in the newspaper <laughs> compared them to... The yeah, Gareth I mean, look at Cafu, right? Cafu's a right back. If Cafu was, was playing striker... He would score so many more goals. It's obvious. The closer you are to the but goal, the senior, less work you have. was overused by Sarri. This is what I think Pioli is yeah, doing. Pioli is overusing Chiesa. He's 21 years old. At 21, but he's making him cover. He's making him play defense. He's making him That's win the over play. Mike, come on. You you're not okay. going to have, the, you're not gonna have the, 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 the juice on your legs and the, cl the clear head. You but just don't hold that over So Chiesa's how is Chiesa yeah, the one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to add, I think Chiesa's great, how he's, how he said, young prospect, great, great, but I think he's too raw, and I feel like a lot of people are saying he's already this, he's already that, when he's just a good player. He works hard. He can fin uh, His finishing isn't the best. Right now, he ha what he has that's going for him right now is his speed, and he never stops running. He never gives up, which is great. I just think it's a short amount of time that he's been playing good, and he might fall into the into the hole that so many of the players fell in, like, like Sheik that played a few months, and he's the next guy. Like Bernadeschi, he was like, oh, he's great. Let's go to Juve. He's not Very giving good. minutes. I'm not saying anything. I'm, it's more of a lot of people talking about him rather than... I him. agree with I think you. he's a great player. I just think like this, ha it. this has to be oh, within a, a, a few seasons before he goes he's to... Been been this is already his second so. season. But, I know, but I know. I, but I, I this is the real season. He started again a little bit. Last season, you check his stats last season. He Mike, wasn't the same. I agree with one. you. But yeah. the one thing that I'm saying, and we can only judge at face value. We can't yeah. predict. We're not predicting the future. We're, yeah. we're not saying in five years this guy's no, going to be there. Yeah. We're just speaking right now. And the thing that, that Chiesa has that Bernadeschi didn't have, mm. that Sheik didn't have, that Belotti didn't have, is the talent and most of all the confidence. And that's the key point that I keep saying is if you watch an Italian national team and a lot of the players, they're scared to take on their man. They're scared to play the game that they can play. And the thing that I applaud Chiesa is that he's not afraid to take on his man. And it's the one thing that I keep bringing back. When I watched Mbappe, and I'm the opposite of the type to hype up a young player. Mm -hmm. When I watched Mbappe at Monaco against Juventus, this kid was taking on Barzai Bonucci Chiellini like nothing. Like right. he was not scared. He was even, fearless. Even yeah. if he didn't go by them, mm -hmm. he was not scared. Mm -hmm. That's the strength of a saying. person who's mentally there and who's able to take it to the next level. Whether he will, whether he don't, we don't I know. I agree with Gaetano. Mike, 100% he's a role player. He what do you say, Dan? You guys are applauding uh, about a player not being good. No, I'm no just, I, I, I agree. I agree with uh, most of you. He's got the skills. He's got the speed. Uh, technically, he's very good. Tactically, he's good. Uh, if, if there is something that is being... Um, uh, uh, complained about him is that he, he throws himself on the ground mm -hmm. a little bit too much and we had somebody just before the podcast started that played in third division in Spain 
And he was telling us that the coaches in Spain, they tell him, hey, throw yourself on the, on the ground. And I'm sure that that uh, happens in soccer and that some of the coaches want you to, uh, to throw yourself on the they ground. Encourage they encourage that. So I think he's 21 years old. He still needs to mature. Um, he's going to be in the national team. Uh, the more he plays, the more he's going to mature. He's going to have different coaches because uh, going to the national team is going to have a different coach. So we, we are hoping that, uh, um, you know, he becomes, uh, he's got all the real thing. He has, uh, he has what it takes. He, he has what it takes. Yeah. But uh, on the Atalanta Fiorentina, I wanted to say something about uh, Ilicic. I mean, the Ilicic. guy, Ilicic, the guy is. What a player. I mean, this guy's got everything. And it looks like he's a leader. I mean, I don't see Atlanta that much, but when I see him, it looks like the guy is a, a leader with uh, together with Papa Gomez. Uh, they are uh, in a perfect uh, city, I think. Uh, and that has a lot to do with it. And Gasparini, yes, he's a, he's a great coach, but he's, I think he's a great coach for that city. They is coaching in Bergamo. For the people who don't know, Bergamo is very close to Milano. So you have all the talent of that region there. There's a lot of talent in that region. So all the all the players that AC Milan, uh, Inter Milan, Juventus, uh, all those players, all the young that they cannot go to uh, those big teams. Gasparini is very smart, and he brings him in, into his uh, his team. He does not have the pressure that the Milano, that the Torino, that the Napoli and the Roma have because those are very, very difficult places to play. And I was with uh, some um, uh, Atalanta fans a few years ago and they, they, are, uh, they are very fair. Uh, if the team loses, they, uh, they still applaud the team. You know, and if they deserve to lose, they applaud the team. If they and even if the team is not playing well, they give them a chance the following week to come back and put the team and let the coach coach, and that's very important. It doesn't happen in too many cities in Italy, but I think Bergamo is that kind of city. Great, great perspective. How far is Bergamo from Milan? Forty-five minutes, right? How far is it? No, it's. I think it's even closer. Wow. Uh, Would you? If you were an Inter fan, if you were an Inter fan, would you minutes. send a ticket to uh, to Gasparini and say, "Hey, listen, just go to Milan. I'll Come take back. this guy here, <laughs> ship him out." No, I just finishing saying that that Bergamo my question, <laughs> is a perfect uh, uh, place for, for Gasparini to coach. Gasparini tried the big stage, yeah, and it, it, it did not work out. It was one time. Leave him, leave him there. He's doing a great job. Why you want to change him? The guy is doing a great Let's job. Enjoy him. Let's yeah, the team is playing great. He's got young players. I think I think it's great to develop the young players. You know how many no, young you players? Like you're his agent. Over yeah. here. Would yeah. you take him? Would you take him? No. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask you one more time. Would you take him? I said no. Over this guy. No. <laughs> You're gonna keep this guy. I'd rather keep him. Oh my God! Listen, guys, guys. All right. The I first, tried. I tried. You're my friend. I the tried. First, all the best. The first He's gonna thing wait is, until the end of the season for a big name. Yeah. But the point is, Gasperini. Even though when he came to Inter, it was a hard time because 
all hell let loose over there. They changed the, the management. Mar- Moratti left. The Torrier came in. The the they didn't buy any players. They they got Jonathan for him as his right back, and so on and so on. So he had three games. He lost all three games. He did terribly, and I think even the players were upset with him. So it just didn't work out. Uh, you know. So I mean, who knows? Maybe if he would have stayed on, something better would have happened. But he just once you go there once. The fans are already going to have a certain perspective on you. You cannot work miracles. He, he can't go to Inter. He, would, he can go somewhere else. Let's enjoy him. Let's, let's enjoy him at Atalanta <laughs> for right now. Um, talking about uh, lesser teams that are spoken about, um, Torino have oh, been yeah. under the radar, but they have been phenomenal, specifically in defense. They have one of the best defenses in Europe, mm-hmm. not in Serie A, in Europe. The last six games, they've gone in a clean sheet. It's the first time it's they broke a record for a club record for most consistent clean sheets. And also, City Gu went the most minutes for a goalkeeper in Torino's history. And we know Torino have a rich history for the most goals without conceding a goal. Now, that might sound impressive, but if, if you consider the teams, it might not sound that much. The teams that they went without conceding a goal to, Spal, Udinese, Keo Verona, and now I saved the best three, Atalanta... Napoli and Inter. And might I remind you that Atalanta have the second best attack in Italy, only one or two behind Juventus. So Atalanta, Napoli, and Inter, all clean sheets. And credit to Mazzari, another one who he tried his his act at the big stage. In my opinion, it didn't really work out. But he's found a place with Itzo, who's been phenomenal for Torino. And very, very happy for them. And they're racking up very important points. And also, shout out to Belotti, who got his first goal since, I believe, October. It was a nice goal, too. I just wanted to add that Torino is tied with uh, Lazio on points, with 41 points. If not Lazio have a game in hand, that's pretty impressive for Torino. They have a game in hand? Uh, yeah, yeah, against oh. uh, Udinese. I, think. I think yeah. you were saying it was suspended because of the Coppa Italia. Yeah, okay. but that's pretty impressive for Torino yeah. because we don't we uh, the past few seasons uh, we thought Berlotti would uh, you know be scoring and stuff, but they've kind of been of a disappointment. But they're quietly Nicolo, over there hovering so. close to Europa League, no. so it's looking good for them. They got they got a team, and Mazzari's getting the best out of his yeah. team. Um, let's let's move on and uh, let's go to the game that uh, we're all talking about once we started this. Napoli against Juventus, first versus second place um, in Italy. You you three were all at the same party, so I know that you didn't really... You saw bits and pieces of the match, to my understanding, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Michael and I watched the game. Um, in the first half, it started out uh, very, very rocky for uh, for Napoli, uh, sending off to Meret, and uh, Juventus went up 2-0 very early on into the match. Second half, completely different display. Napoli... Totally controlling the match. I believe they had 75 or 80% of the possession. And in my opinion, it could have been more if you were making me guess. I don't remember Juventus doing anything in the second half. It was totally dominated by Napoli. They got their goal through Calejon. Um, beautiful goal. Chiellini not doing well enough marking. Chesney probably could have came out and done better. Um, uh, Juventus also went down to 10 men. Pjanic, second, second yellow, yellow card. Um, Napoli were not able to put the ball into the back of the net. Milik was also sacrificed very early on after Meret got the red card. And uh, Juventus went on to win the match 2-1. The top of the table. This, I think, uh, the dagger in the heart. Uh, this was the match. 16 points at the top of the table. And on top of that, the head-to-head of Juventus winning both games is almost like even more because they go to head-to-head first. Sure. So um, I thought that 
I, I predicted a Napoli win. I thought Napoli were going to be able to win this one just because Juventus, they have their, their mind on Atletico. They're not going through the best moment. They're conceding a lot of goals. And I, this was the last desperate chance for Napoli to really reel in the Scudetto, make it to 10 points. They weren't able to do it. But I think that anyone can argue that they deserve to, do, to, to win this, or at least get a tie or possibly win this. But again, it all comes back to the same thing, which is Juventus know how to get the job done somehow. Even though they don't look like they deserve it, they play horrible game in it day in and day out. They tell Allegri and and See the team. it's a it's a crazy situation. Uh, there's a lot of perspectives to be held on this. I think we'll t- we'll take on the specifics yeah. of the game and uh, to comment on what everyone wants to talk about, which was the red card given to Meret for sliding out. Did you guys see the play? Yeah, I did. What is your what are you sure 100% if he actually touched Cristiano Ronaldo? We're so actually, this, this is what they were talking about on Sky, so, actually, with uh, Pirlo, Capello, and someone else. And they know. were saying that um, the intent of Meret to go in with his cleat like this, I think Pirlo specifically said, it doesn't need, Meret doesn't need to break Ronaldo's leg for it to be a red card. He said just going in and Ronaldo jumping over, they said they, said they couldn't determine if they touched him, if they didn't touch him. But just that causes a red card. Yeah. I was just what they said. We're actually arguing about that. I was saying did he make contact, but just the intent of putting your studs up like that is an automatic foul. And since him being last man, uh, regardless if he touched him or not, it was ascending off. So uh, there was a lot of controversy upon that in terms of uh should Meta get sent off, this and that. But uh if you look at the rules basically we're reading up on the rules it, Hundred yeah, percent, Mike. Should, the story of this game it was insane. Just given the chance. Wait, wait, comment, comment on this. Yeah, thing what, what do you think because about? I know the, this is what everybody's very upset about. I, I, you know, listen, it is what it is right now. It's too late to be just a crying over spilled milk. The guy, the guy, he 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 was shown a red card, and so you just have to take it. I mean, they went they went through the VAR, they went to double check and all the stuff. Well, they they said You'll they did the shown. silent check. We didn't well, the see silent them. check. They went mm-hmm. through they went through the silent check, and they saw that uh, the momentum was too much for him to. Uh, you know, to uh, to avoid not to give the red card. Mm-hmm. So I think that the ref didn't make a mistake in this particular. Uh, you think it was correct? Uh, it could have been. It was. It was a more on a borderline with a red than uh, a yellow. Okay. Beautiful. In other words, for me, it was orange, orange more orange, orange than uh, than, than pink. Yeah. Peter, what do you think? I mean, if it's an orange, then the referee can can give the red. It's it's justifiable that a referee could have saw it and said it was a red. There could be chances where, uh, depending on what the interpretation of the referee is. So if the referee thinks it's a yellow and he calls it a yellow, it's a yellow and he can't even review it in VAR. You mm-hmm. saying? If he would have gave the yellow, he would not be able to review the VAR. Mm-hmm. You know? So he gave the red. The, the red card could uh, be applied and they uh, kept the call. So, I mean, uh, a little harsh maybe, but... It is what it is. Well, Mal- Malkuit, who's been very good for for um, for Napoli so far as a right back, he's been very solid. Um, it was a strange pass back. My immediate thought was it was a, a red card, a, a pretty clear red card. I really believe that if if even he contacted Ronaldo, it was very slight. Now you've seen the whole action. Now if it did, nobody could tell. So it says to how light in the a magnifying it glass. So but. To me, at least my perspective, and I know it can be seen as biased, but if you are going in with your studs up, like Pirlo said, what does he got to do? He's got to break his leg. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna jump out of the way of the to get it on. I mean, either way, he's stopping the the goal scoring chance. 
that since you've seen it now what do you think i, I didn't see it and I'm, I'm just watching it now i i think this is what the rule is you have the ball in your feet it's a clear chance that you're going to score a goal and the guy stops you it's a record there's no i don't think there's a doubt is inside is outside the area if he was inside the area would have been a penalty and a, and a yellow card does but he's outside does the, touching him matter no 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 he went in like this he went in with the studs like that I mean, yeah, he when he's, he's, I mean, there was, there was also an argument that, that that's, uh, I don't think there's a, there's a doubt uh, that is a red card. There, yeah. was, there was also this argument that if you watch this play, they say that Ronaldo was not going to get to it. I mean, oh, what do you mean he was not going to get to it? I'm he just, got the ball. He had the ball in his feet. I'm just so, saying, I'm so, just throwing out. And then he pushed, he pushed the ball and the guy stopped him. Oh, a, you mean when he, when he pushed, when the, he pushed ball? the ball through? Yes. But he had the ball on his feet, uh, and the guy, the guy had. You could see the guy studs. I mean, that, that's even, a record. Even if it's a slightly different, but the, the, the concept is what's yeah. happening between Piatek and and yeah, the exactly. goalkeeper. Pretty much, we are on the board. It's like the momentum. The guy had the momentum. The guy puts his hands over there. You know, it, it's a big thing. Yeah, big. I think I think a lot of the debate. I mean, it's definitely a foul. I mean, there people are upset that it was a red card, I believe. Um, anyway, there was also another controversial call. Let's just get them all out of the way while we talk about it. There was um, Alexandro was given a, a handball um, where it clearly hit off his chest first, and then you could see that Ricochet hits his chest first and arm first. I know, Mike, you didn't think it was at I first. Thought it was but then, at, uh, I thought it was a handball at uh, first, but then you can see it slightly skims his chest. And no, then not it slightly. It, it hits his chest. I mean, whatever. Chest. Regardless, it still touches his chest first, and then it hits his arm. And then so it was in about the 87th minute where um, a play is, and I know Peter and I were talking about it, where if it hits off another body part, like we've seen so many times this year, hits the head, and then it will hit your arm, and it's not often given, but sometimes it is. And it's one of those that could have ruined the match at the end. Peter, what do you think about this call? No, I don't understand what is so hard. We, you make a rule, right? If it hits off one body part and then it hits off your hand, why are you calling this a penalty? This was a rule that was already discussed the, in the beginning of the year. Back on in the beginning of the year. So you have to call it consistently. If you do not agree on the call, for the next year, you change it. You change it back to any handball. Okay? Handball... It's such a, a specific uh, part of the rule book, but we clearly discussed that if it hits off a part, any part of a, a playing body, and then hits off your hand, it's not a penalty. I mean, is his hand in an awkward position? I, you know, I got to look at it again. I mean, it was I mean extended. maybe a little well, extended, but it's nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Let's say if he but look, he's falling. He's he's falling down. He's not. He doesn't have his hand like this when he's about to cross. Yeah, it was a crazy or extent, that ball didn't He's falling. No, come actually, on. Now, now they're talking about changing the rule to be that no matter what, how whatever the extent that it's always a foul. But at the moment, right now, I think that the consistency which we've seen yeah. also it's so close. But here's, here's another thing. We said that if it's so close that you can't, it can't be. Cool. That's right. But also another thing in the rule book, the official rule book. Is you can call a foul in the the penalty area. I'm not sure for a handball, oh, yeah, but like technically pass, you like can. Do a yeah, yeah you can call a foul in the penalty area. I don't know what the the and real. I gotta. I gotta. A, I'm gonna come with. You give an indirect kick. You mean? Of it. You, you give an indirect kick oh. in a, with a foul in the penalty area. Haven't, so I, haven't seen it. What do you think? What do you think? No, the rule. If the rule, if it hits another body part and then it goes to his end. Um, if it's not a penalty, it's not a penalty. To me, uh, 
to, to me that's a penalty i don't know to me it's, really? it's a penalty uh because uh i mean he hit his end uh, if he I mean, he could have gone to to somebody else yeah, to, to score a, to, to, sco to score a goal. I don't know. It's a it's a tough. Uh, it's, it's so a tough bad that account. we can't get it. This it's so it's so bad. And the, the, that's why next year the next year they're changing some of the rules, and one of the rules is going to be for the handball. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure yet, but some of the changes that they will make is you cannot have a double wall. So you cannot stand in front of the uh, the, the other players because there's oh, a lot yeah. of pushing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So I think now you have to be at, at like a yard and a half away from the wall to make another wall. So that's one of the rules that they're going to change. Also, uh, last year there was a problem with uh, Chievo and a game against Chievo where the goalkeeper passed the ball to Giaccarini, I think, and Giaccarini got it uh, before the ball went outside the area. Mm. And... Uh, Right oh, now, you have to repeat the. Uh, oh, the, I got it. I the, the, uh, I think starting next play. year, yeah, you, the, that's a good rule. Yeah, I think that you could put pressure. The forward can put pressure. Uh, so, and, and they're gonna come out with a handball. But my problem with uh, which I criticized uh, uh, Carletto uh, for is taking out Milik. That's what. That, that, that was my biggest problem with. Uh, with Ancelotti, why do you take, you know, why do you take Milik? You need to win this game. You need to score goals. So why you take Milik? At the end, if uh, Insigne scores the goal, he ties the game. Would have been a different story. Uh, maybe uh, I wouldn't have criticized it as much because he tied the game. But still, you need to win this game. Uh, and Milik, uh, and Milik, you know. Who would you have sacrificed, Gatano? Calayon? No, I would, yeah, I, I would, uh, not Milik. I mean, Milik is the guy that yeah, is going to, is going to, well, he was playing very the way. I would have gotten rid of Insignia before I got rid of Milik. Oh, definitely. I'm, not, I'm just I'm not saying I, that I because of, with you. I'm not saying it because of the missed penalty. I, I really, honestly, I don't hold a missed penalty over Insignia. I don't hold it over him uh, just because I know, you know that these penalties are 50-50. I'm just saying in terms of the guy that brings it to your favor, Insignia, fair play to him. He had a, he had a good match. But I just would have kept Milik in personally. Yeah, uh, that, that was my problem. You know, what do you think about the, the game? Insigne, I think, is living up to his, to his uh, fame of being a choker on the important game. The guy is a great player when the game doesn't count, when, uh, you know, when the score doesn't count, where the game it's already put it on, uh, you know, on, uh, when the ball is already, the game is saved already, you know, they got the three points and Insigne comes with those beautiful goal, he curves the ball, all beautiful. Nice job. <laughs> when the game is on the line. To be fair, he had a good game, though. But when he, I the agree with you. the game is on the line, uh, like a penalty kick, like scoring from very close distance, like making a difference. So you're gonna hold? You're gonna say Roberto Baggio was not a difference maker because of a penalty? Roberto Baggio. You cannot compare Roberto Baggio. I'm just saying off the penalty. Well, you, that was one instant. No, no, he's talking yeah. about in general, big moment. Um, but you're bringing up the penalty. But one, Roberto Baggio missed one penalty. This guy here is prone to, to miss on every important game that he plays. It never comes through this Who guy. Who is this? Insigne. Insigne. No. He plays Come on, he scored versus Juventus. He scored versus Milan. Why did he win? Did they win the game? Yeah, but Actually, that's based on the team. Insigne has on. missed only two out of the seven penalties taken okay, in Serie A. Okay, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, both of them came versus Juventus. That's a oh lot. Oh my God, really? Both of them versus Hello, Juventus. English. He scored versus Liverpool. He scored versus uh, so Real Madrid. So they out. They're out of the Champions League. Yeah, but, but it's not his fault. specific player. 
Yeah, but it's not his fault. He scored. He never made a difference when he played for the Italian national team. It's one of the reasons why him, Immobile, and Belotti, and everybody else. That's right. the reasons why we out. Fair, fair play to Napoli because I thought that they, they played a, a great match. I think that there was a little extra edge that I thought that they could have pounced on Juventus, who were horrible. Again, horrible. The, the midfield without Pjanic is not a midfield. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, and, uh, and as far as Napoli, also Fabian Ruiz has been a phenomenal yes. player. Um, you know, he, he holds the ball so well. He, he, has he should have taken the penalty he's, instead he's, of insane. He's yeah. also a player that um, we had our friend, like you said, Alessandro from Proper Football, and he played in Spain and he played for the team that he supported, Real Betis. And he said that you knew that this guy was a great player. So good eye by them. And I think he's been one of the top in Serie A, I think, for Fabio mm-hmm. Ruiz, who was a question mark going into this. As far as Juventus' side, they uh, they know how to, how to grind up these wins. Does Allegri keep going underneath the radar because he knows how to get these results? Is it a balance between Juventus, the Serie A not being good or Juventus, they continue to break records? They broke a record for the most wins ever away. I don't know. My, my question is, is my, my mind is left open because he gets a result. Marco, this is They stink. I'll tell you what they stink. The Juventus played a horrible game. I mean, uh, I know, I know they are already complacent. They have some complacency that oh, they want the campionato already. But you are preparing yourself to play the, to play against Atletico. You need to build up some momentum. You just get the, te- you needed the team to grind again, to just get together, to just, uh, to just uh, become a, a unity, a, a unit again, like uh, everybody synchronized on the play. I see Juventus just living on episode. Oh, the guy scores over here. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo gets uh, gets uh, you know the, the, the gets to take the goalkeeper away because they get a red card. You know they live on episode here and there, but the team is not playing well. And going into the the week that they're going to be playing Atletico in ten days, that's very worrisome. You do not want to rely on a Juventus like that. Juventus should be playing like a unit, like a uh, like a well-oiled a machine. Uh, yeah, yeah, like an oiled machine. But not they playing like a you know a five out of six holistic. cylinder and then three out of six they 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 move. It's just something that is on the verge of breakdown for Juventus unless they get it all together. And then DiBala again. I keep saying this problem with DiBala. DiBala should be used in a game like this at all the time. Let him play bad for the first half. The ball is always someone that comes through. Why would you sit a player of that caliber on the bench? I just, this is a legry disgrace to me. That guy is another one that should be let finish with the Campionato. Whether I just hope they move through with the, with the Coppa Campioni because he's another guy that should not, does not belong for Juventus. Antonio, Juventus. I agree with you there. I just wanted to add... Uh, Juve always been uh, that team that knows how to grind their way through, get that scrappy win. But uh, the past, you know, the seasons before this, they they were always playing good, and they always had those matches that had to scra- uh, scrape through and stuff. But this season, it looks like every single team they play, whatever they may get the win, but they always play bad. They always had those games that they play bad in the one, but it looks like every single game they play bad, regardless if they win or lose. And I don't know if that's due to Allegri. I don't know if it's a pressure. I don't know if I don't know, the new players coming in. Even uh, last the week no against midfield. Bologna, against Bologna, they won. They played horrendous. And yeah. it's every single game, whoever they play, I don't and know what's going they've on. They've progressively gotten worse. L- I would argue literally. that in September, Horre- I, w- I was feeling so optimistic for how well Juventus were playing. They, they were playing beautiful horrible. football. And progressively, they've uh, they've plateaued. Or- yeah. What do you think? Uh, no, no matter, it seems like no matter how many games uh, and how many records Allegri will break, uh, 
is going to be um, they're going to judge him on what happens to Atletico. That's true. Uh, on that game, and if that game, if he should not do well on that game, uh, it's a shame because the guy he hasn't lost one game in the game. He's got what is he have? Fifteen points yeah. now. Sixteen. Yeah. points ahead. He has to lose. 50% of the games to lose the Campeonato because there's 20, I think there's 12 games left. So he has to lose 18 points, which is six games. I mean, it's impossible to lose six games. He hasn't lost one game. So the Campeonato is there. He's going to break all kinds of records. And he's still gonna, being criticized. He's going to break Conte's record and he's still being criticized. It's, it's only numbers. We're only stats. We're wait, talking about wait, stats. Is it fair? No, absolutely not. You you got you know you winning and you winning the campeonato. It's you know for him it's going to be five in a row. But what else do you want? You want I the want champions. the champions. But you have Cristiano you want Ronaldo. The champions. The champions. So that's what Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what I'm saying. For, uh, he's going to be critic. Yeah. He's going to be judged now yeah. on the Atletico 100%. game. Hundred percent. Yeah, which we're asking hard. is that fair? It's right. Harsh. So well. now if he goes through. Uh, and he wins the Champions League, then it's going to be a great, great season. Yeah. If he does not win the Champions League, for Allegri, it's not, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be a... Uh, Even if he wins, they're going to ship him out. I'm telling it's you It's not right going now. to be a great season. They're going to ship okay, him and out. Okay, my question to you is that, is that fair? Is that fair to judge this Juventus mm. off the Champions League? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the team is built They're now. Built for, uh, the team is built for the Champions League. Mm -hmm. So they, they spend the money for the Champions League. If you don't do well in the Champions League, yeah. You fail. Okay. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with all points. I think that there's a lot of frustration with the way that he's playing. We've heard Conte. We've heard Zidane. We've heard a lot of names um, being thrown around. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll debate that for another time because we went, we went a little bit longer. You can right take now. Spalletti because Spalletti is going to be sacked by Inter. No, thank you. Actually, they're talking, <laughs> about, no, uh, thank you. <laughs> they're talking about Allegri to, uh, to Inter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah you, might, right. you might enjoy that. Then he must start to win some dirty game, Pete. I'd rather do have Allegri playing a... You know, a coach in Inter than, uh, than this guy here. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to conclude on, um, we'll have a preview before I let it go. We'll definitely have one. Um, but I think that he will be judged on that and uh, probably justifiable. But at the same time, and, and I wasn't expecting to always, you know, I have in my mind Allegri. It's, it's uh, annoying. The way that Juventus play is not good enough for the, for the players that you have. But in the same perspective, the midfield is is garbage. You have you have forgotten that your boy didn't score in the last couple of games, right? She had a sector. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Piontek hasn't Piontek scored. Piontek has. Well, wait a moment. Just answer my question. Did he score? Yes or not? Who's no. the Who's the leading scorer? Pagliarella and and Wells. Pagliarella and Wells. A lot less penalty than she had a sector. Doesn't matter penalty. Who's the leading scorer? Hello. The leading scorer is Cristiano Ronaldo. Hello. Pagliarella has less penalty scored than Ronaldo. Yes. Listen, and Piontek is. Gonna take Cristiano Ronaldo too. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same. Yo, okay, yeah, right. Penalties. Are you sure? Is there more penalties? I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's sure. Double check. Maybe close. I, I, will, I will check right now. Double check right now. Okay, okay but hey, yo, look at me. Double check. Do the <laughs> do the check. But they are. He's the leading scorer. Uh, all right. Uh, what what are we up to? We, we're going to talk about Spal and Sap, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, now that you said about Quagliarella, oh, guys, they're actually tied on penalties. Hello. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's the same thing. Okay, so same, same, thing. same thing. We're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, 150 million with somebody that is 100 worth million. Two. Yeah, Anto, with Quagliarella, 100 million to uh, 50, 50 cents over here. What, why are you valuing you at 50 cents? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the value is just so far That's up, true. and Quagliarella is just who's the same deciding the value. Quagliarella was sucked by Juventus as a day. Antonio, you to play with us. Antonio, very, very few. 
players on their first year on the Italian uh, championship, they do well. Very, very few players. And some, of, and some of them are, you know, they, they were, we had a lot of stars that came into the Italian championship. The first year, they didn't do too well. Let's conclude, so let's the guy is, with, uh, uh, with Quaiarelli, let's give him our respect, 36 years old. All two goals. Joint top goal scorer, two goals against Spal. And the two goals that matter and get uh, Samdori another three points. Uh, continues to lead the line, and these ones are not on penalties. Uh, I, th I think there were two headers. I remember the second one was a header. No, no, one was a volley. No, was no, no. Well, the one first one was a volley Beautiful. from the right side, and uh, the defender was in front of him. He went a slide in front of the defender, and he hit it. Beautiful uh, goal. Uh, nice goal. Very nice goal. Yeah, so, uh, so Sampdoria, another team that they always come up, and uh, huge, huge win for them. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Also, yeah. Balotelli, he scored a beautiful goal today. He did like a scissor kick or a bicycle kick. And uh, and then he went on Instagram live and he uh, he recorded it right away. I want to say one fun. thing about uh, IFTV. And IFTV was the first one that said uh -oh. that Quagliarella should go to the national team. And they're going to be the selection that King is coming up. And I'm pretty sure that Quagliarella is yeah, going to be. So you heard it first here on IFTV. But nice you, don't, you don't really got to be Nostradamus to, to see that this guy could score goals. Italy can't score. You put two and two together. Yeah, I'm but not, at 30, the thinking. problem was 36. It yeah. was not the scoring the goals. 36. I'd rather a 36-year-old who could score goals than a 22-year-old who gets nervous to score goals. Wait, let's me pick up on, uh, on what Gatano just yeah. said. Uh, yesterday, by chances, by mistake, I ran into this Bing channel over here. Bing? Bing Sports? Uh -oh. And there was uh, uh, Vieri, Bobo, Bobo Vieri. Vieri. Oh, Mourinho. Two, three guys, right. Two, three guys talking about the Classico, okay. the Barcelona, Real Madrid. So they were making prediction here and there. Bobo Vieri said... Uh, I'm not going to predict who's going to win, who's not going to win, because the, those other two, there were two mouthpieces, <laughs> one for Real Madrid and one for Barcelona. But the bottom line is the technical analysis that you heard over there, except for Bobo Vieri, it was in existence. If you guys want to learn about soccer, this is the place, guys. This is the expert that we have over here. I'm okay. not an expert. Okay, well, you're, you're, this guy is the expert. <laughs> Look, I'm so, smiling. Uh, so... Keep watching this play. You're the Spalletti expert. You're the well, Spalletti I'm expert. I'm the Spalletti expert yeah, because I picked him up. No, 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 no. He's the one Danara. Oh, <laughs> this has so to be the least. He's the one Danara expert. We are here for you guys. We make you guys happy. We here. I'm quitting my job because of you guys. <laughs> are you? Yeah. yeah. So yes. Watching, one more person on the basement. Number five uh, with the five stars. Five stars. Right. Do we have any sales there? With There's the no sale in merchandise. Keep in mind the Varfanculo. Do they have yeah. the, the bar? Well, guys, the Varfanculo has been so popular. The bad thing is that there's a lot of var mistakes, but the good thing is everybody's buying Varfanculo. Yeah. Thank you. Keep, keep sending, the bar, the bar sending pe pictures too. Yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. Uh, we, need, uh, we need advertisers. We need advertisers for this program. Listen, seriously. We need somebody that is going to sponsor us. You're not going to be sorry. Then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, how we're going to yeah. share and how we're going to make you happy. Greek your, sponsorships uh, are very welcome too. Okay. <laughs> like said, no, the whole country okay. of Greece is going to need to pay us for that one. <laughs> oh my god! They're going to pay us in goats. Okay. Oh so P. You want to say anything else uh, to to conclude? <laughs> yeah. wow. You're going to be, be at the derby. You're going to send yeah. some nice videos. Right. Right. Don't forget about the bet. Don't forget about the. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to be out for a little while. How long are you gone for? I'm there till March 29th. Oh, oh wow. we're gonna do a Skype oh, with you for and the podcast. Uh, Thursday. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking a little vacation. Oh, hey, you taking Ludovico with you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got no backup. We gotta find the backup. Oh, well, we're we'll gonna get back. Alessandro. Get Alessandro. We'll get there you go. All right, guys. As always, thank you for watching. Talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, guys. Ciao. Ciao.